Good morning. It's Tuesday, February 13th. I'm Beth Golay, and this is Wichita's Early Edition from KMUW News. Author Kelly Link is best known for pushing the boundaries of literary fiction in short stories. And now she's written a novel. There's some magic. There's some romance. I think of this book as my love letter to the romance genre and to the supernatural teen melodrama, two of my favorite kinds of entertainment. I spoke with Kelly Link about The Book of Love, our conversation after the news. Wichita school district leaders have proposed closing six schools at the end of this academic year. KMUW's Suzanne Perez reports. The plan calls for closing two middle schools, Hadley, near 9th and West Street, and Jardine, near Pawnee and Hillside. It would also close four elementary schools, Clark, Cleveland, Park, and Payne. The district faces declining enrollment and a $42 million budget shortfall, and leaders say closing buildings is the only way to prevent job cuts. Wichita Superintendent Kelly Bielefeld says he considered a building's age and condition when compiling the list, but that wasn't all. Those were factors, but uh, we vetted literally dozens of schools uh, to find the right fit that would save us the money we needed to save and be least disruptive to the system. School board members will vote on the plan at their next meeting, March 4th. For KMUW News, I'm Suzanne Perez. The Kansas City Chiefs may technically be the star of Wednesday's Super Bowl victory parade, but many fans are also hoping for an appearance by Taylor Swift. The superstar attended the Super Bowl on Sunday, but it's unclear if she'll join the team's convoy or take part in the rally at Union Station. City manager Brian Platt thinks that Swift will draw even more people downtown regardless. He says the city already reached out to Swift's team about security concerns if she decides to attend. That's going to be a, a, a whole second level of security issues that we'd have to deal with with the crowds and, and all that sort of thing. So we are more than ready. We have no concerns with our safety protocols. The city says at least 600 Kansas City police officers and more than 250 personnel from outside law enforcement agencies will work the event. A Kansas House committee has passed a bill that would expand eligibility requirements for rural emergency hospital designations. Beck Shackelford-Wanganga for the Kansas News Service has more. Currently, to be eligible for rural emergency hospital designation, hospitals must have been in business since at least December 2020. The legislation would expand that date to January 2015. Tara Mays, a vice president for the Kansas Hospital Association, says rather than compete with one another, facilities designated as rural emergency hospitals would help support existing inpatient hospitals. It is very important for all of them to have access points to care, and in particular, the rural emergency hospital is designed to be a stabilization center. For the Kansas bill to go into effect, federal legislation introduced by U.S. Senator Jerry Moran, a Republican from Kansas, also must pass. For the Kansas News Service, I'm Beck Shackelford, Wanganga. Kansans would be able to buy fireworks all year under a plan lawmakers are advancing. Daniel Cottle of the Kansas News Service reports. Current state law only allows Kansas retailers to sell fireworks between June 27th and July 5th. The idea behind the bill is to get rid of that state rule and leave it all up to local governments. Cities and counties could still restrict the sale and use of fireworks to specific dates. In 2023, the state brought in about $2.7 million in sales tax from fireworks stands. The House Commerce Committee recommended the bill be passed. It now awaits action in the full House. 
For the Kansas News Service, I'm Daniel Cottle at the State House. An inmate in the Sedgwick County Jail, whom authorities say suffered from chronic medical problems, has died. Officials say the 36-year-old man was hospitalized eight times last year. He was taken to the hospital again last month after being evaluated by the jail's medical staff. He died Sunday. The Kansas Bureau of Investigation and investigators from the Sedgwick County Sheriff's Office are looking into the inmate's death. The Sheriff's Office say the man was booked into jail on several felony charges in the fall of 2020. U.S. Representative Ron Estes officially filed for re-election Monday. Estes is a Republican. He currently serves in Kansas's 4th District, which includes Wichita and the surrounding area. He entered office after winning a special election in 2017 to replace Mike Pompeo. Since then, Estes has easily won re-election three times. He says his top priorities include securing the southern border, protecting Social Security, and lowering everyday costs. He also wants to reduce the country's $34 trillion debt. Estes is a member of the House Ways and Means Committee. The remains of a Kansas soldier killed on D-Day in World War II have been identified. Department of Defense officials say Elmo Hartwick of Onega was on board a landing craft headed to Omaha Beach on June 6, 1944. The boat hit a mine and was struck by artillery fire. Hartwick's unidentified remains were later buried in a French cemetery. In 2021, Hartwick's remains were moved to a military laboratory in Nebraska. They were identified two years later in part through DNA analysis. Hartwick will be buried in Onega. McPherson College is premiering a documentary Thursday about its automotive restoration program. McPherson offers the country's only four-year degree in remodeling classic cars. The documentary tells the story of students who worked for a decade to restore a 1953 Mercedes-Benz. The car won second place in the prestigious Pebble Beach show in 2023, marking the first time a student entry was honored there. The film is narrated by Jay Leno, a car collector who supports the McPherson program. The documentary will begin Thursday at 5.30 at Mark Arts. The 34th annual Winterfest Bluegrass Festival is this weekend. The event features concerts, jam sessions, music workshops, and vendors. The festival will be at the Wichita Marriott on East Kellogg. It begins Thursday night and continues through Saturday. Performers include A.J. Lee and Blue Summit, the Rick Ferris Band, and the Boiler Room Boys. Workshops are scheduled for Saturday, including for guitar, mandolin, and banjo. Children also are invited Saturday to experiment with instruments and learn songs together. More information is at kansasbluegrass.org. We'll be back after this. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. This is Wichita's Early Edition. I'm Beth Golay. Kelly Link is an author best known for her short fiction, and now she's written a novel. In a recent conversation with me, Kelly Link takes a crack at describing this much longer work titled The Book of Love. So I will try and give you a general summary. And whatever you feel that I've told you about the novel, there's probably a lot more 
in there that we're not going to get to. This is a big book. It's 640 pages. It is about uh, a couple of kids who have been missing for a year. No one knows what has happened to them. And they suddenly reappear in the high school classroom where they took music. And their music instructor tells them that um, they have been dead. And in order to stay among the living, they are going to have to learn how to do some magic and figure out what happened to them. But he and some other people may have an agenda that sort of extends beyond that. There's some magic. There's some romance. I think of this book as my love letter to the romance genre and to the supernatural teen melodrama, two of my favorite kinds of entertainment. You know, we should probably talk a little bit about your writing style. You were named a fellow by the MacArthur Foundation in 2018 for, quote unquote, pushing the boundaries of literary fiction and works that combine the surreal and fantastical with the concerns and emotional realisms of contemporary life. So talk to me about this approach and how it relates to the Book of Love. When I write a short story or a novel, this is my first novel, the thing that makes me most excited about getting to know the characters or figuring out what the story is going to be is that intersection of the supernatural and what makes a person tick. The way they see the world, the kinds of things that they love or hate, the kind of relationships that they have with their family, with their community. And so psychological realism, a certain degree of psychological realism for me is the backdrop uh, for figuring out how the supernatural affects people and vice versa, that when something extraordinary and unlikely happens to something, you figure out some things about that person, which if their life was not interrupted by something large they might not even understand about themselves. So talk to me about love as it relates to this book, because, you know, there's the title. What did you want to explore about love through this book? I don't think I would be great necessarily at writing a straightforward romance, but I could certainly in this novel celebrate some of the things that I love about the genre. And the title came last of all. I had the whole novel done before I had a title. And I was not quite sure what I would call it. I think actually Book of Love sends the right signal to somebody who might pick it up in the bookstore. You get to do some work when you title a novel. You get to maybe point the reader in a direction or tell them something less obliquely than you're going to do in the book itself. And Book of Love has a couple of connections in terms of songs Um, But it also, I hope, tells the reader some of the business of the book. And it's not just romantic love stories. It's about the love between friends, about familial love. I really wanted to celebrate that kind of capacity for generosity, for reaching out to somebody, all of the things that we think about when we think about love stories. You know, this book tackles some serious themes, but there was so much humor woven throughout. Is it difficult to balance the serious with the humor when you write? How do you know when to apply more pressure of one over the other? I think for me that I know that I am 
finding the tonal quality or the kind of story that I want when the bleaker stuff is rubbing up against things that are also funny. That for me, that is part of how life operates, that you can be going through some really bleak, terrible things, and yet stuff will still strike you as funny. You know, that the humor is not just a release valve. I think humor lives next door to to pain, to trauma, uh, to acknowledging things that are unpleasant but true. I think that those those two feelings coexist and much in the same way that I find the supernatural or the fantastic helpful if I want to write about the real world, that I find humor useful when I'm writing about trauma or very dark material and vice versa, that that I find it hard to only tap the the lighter vein, the the, the comedic vein without doing some work to, I guess, show what sits next to the funny stuff as well. It seems like we often hear that writing a short story is, is much more difficult than writing a novel. How have the experiences of these two writing forms been for you? Was the process of crafting a full-length novel much different than that of crafting a short story? There were similarities. I am not somebody who finds writing enormously pleasurable as I work, uh, whether it's a short story or a novel, that I'm always chasing that feeling when it feels like you know what you should be putting down on the page and you're able to do it. But most of the time when you write, it feels like hard work and it feels like you're not doing a great job. And so with a novel, you feel that way for a lot longer than you do with a short story. And I would say at the end, you know, this is very much the book that I wanted it to be. You know, I got to the end eight years later and thought, well, that was a lot of work. You know, over the course of writing this novel, I also got to write an entire collection of short stories. And I wasn't always happy when I was writing those, but what I did really enjoy was I was sneaking off from the novel and getting to do something writing-wise that I wasn't meant to be doing. And that was very joyful. I'm happy that I wrote a novel, but one of the best parts was, was writing all those short stories on the side. The Book of Love by Kelly Link is available today. Thanks for joining us for Wichita's Early Edition. We'll be back again tomorrow. For KMUW News, I'm Beth Golay. Wichita's Early Edition is part of the NPR Podcast Network.